Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Would you turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 14. I have been moved by the presence of God in this service. I feel very strongly today that the the table has been set with songs such as God's going to get my praise. And songs like they just got through singing lift our spirits to a a high place. But sometimes there are blockages. Sometimes we just get blocked out. And I, as I was seeking God for today, God spoke to me very clearly about blockages. And I want to tell you, when God speaks to me like this, I know that there's something on the horizon for somebody to receive. Simply stated, if you're blocked, you don't have to stay blocked. If you're blocked, there is a a savior that is able to break through. The scripture says, and shall say, cast ye up, cast ye up, prepare the way. Take up the stumbling block out of the way of the people. Get the blockage out. God is declaring, I want there to be no stumbling block. Nothing that will hinder you from getting what you need from God. Father God, I pray for your anointing. I pray that when all is said and done, you get the praise, you get the honor, you get the glory. I pray, dear Lord, that every blockage would be uh, released, broke down, and every stumbling block be removed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You may be seated. Whether you realize it or not, there is a warfare that is going on in the spirit realm. And the devil is constantly trying to block your blessings, hinder your progress, and stop the river of prosperity from flowing. If the devil can try to put a blockage, many of us give up. I want you to hear this. If you don't grab anything else, grab this. It can be a stumbling block. It can be some type of blockage, and we just give up. It's blocked. So that's the way it is, and we can't do anything about it, and that is not true. Because, see, the devil will put mirages in front of you. The devil will put facades in front of you and make it look bigger and worse and more problematic than it is. And if you buy into it, you will leave that place which is the direction God wants you to go and you'll go into another direction because there was a blockage. Now I just want to tell you, 
I hope someone today gets angry. I don't want you to get angry with me, but I want you to get angry with the devil. I want somebody to get ticked off that I am tired of having to take detours. I'm tired of road construction when I don't have to do that. You might say, well, the road is blocked. Well, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I believe there's a way that when the blockage comes, you can just fly over the problem. Amen. Now, in the natural, there is an animal that is incredible. It is called a beaver. And a beaver will grow to the size uh, somewhere normally between 40 and 100 pounds. So they they also are the largest living rodents that we have. Now, when I look at, if I'm at a zoo and I see a beaver I look at that with a lot different view than I do a rat. But I'm going to tell you, a beaver has uh, the ability to do some damage. They have uh, thick fur and they have webbed feet and they have powerful jaws. They have 20 teeth. They have four that I would call buck teeth. Two on top, two on the bottom. And then they have 16 in the back. And, and they are capable of biting at 180 pounds in a square inch. Now, to put that in perspective, a human can bite at about 88 pounds a square inch. So they have about 100 pounds more per square inch biting power than you and I. They are doing what comes natural, and that is to build dams. Uh, So uh, fast moving water does not uh, wash away their homes, they build dams. Uh, They're not not just building them, they are building them so that they can have a a lakefront or riverfront property. Yeah, they're pretty smart. And, And now, I'm not trying to say that beavers are devils. But I am saying this, that the devil does not care about you. Now, when the beaver is building a dam and is blocking up the water, The beaver doesn't care what's downstream. The beaver doesn't care that there might be other animals like deer and other animals that would like a cool drink of water. They don't care because it's about the beaver and his family. And the devil doesn't care about you. What he's just trying to do is damn up your life. 
He's trying to stop the flow of God's blessings on your life. And it doesn't, he doesn't care if you're thirsty today. He doesn't care if you're parched. He doesn't care if you've been walking through the desert places. He wants to destroy you. And so he's trying to dam up the, the flow of God's blessings. And he's trying to block you from receiving what God has for you. But in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, I stand today and say the blockages must be removed. Amen. So, your needs, your family, your hurts, your aches, your pains, the devil just wants to dam up your life. He wants to stop the flow. He wants to hinder you. He wants to block what God has for you. I'm speaking to a business person here right now. I'm speaking... God just gave this to me so you hear me. You, you, you've been operating your business, but you're under attack right now. And I'm here today to tell you, if you'll believe the Lord, the blockages are going to go. If you'll believe God, this is your day of freedom. Would you receive that right now? Now, Brother Roger is going to show us a, a, a little video of how a beaver builds a dam. And I, I want you to get a picture of this here. Skill and patience. One technique is to slice halfway through and let the wind do the rest. The beaver's incisors are strengthened with iron, which makes them orange. They grow continuously and even self-sharpen. The pond makes it easier to move around the heavy logs they need to build their dams. Out of the water, it's a struggle. Now, I'd just like for you to give the beaver an applause because that was pretty good. I just want you to know that all day long, until he gets things accomplished, that's his job. To stop the flow. Stop the flow. Stop the blessings. Stop the down, the, the river flow. And I'm here today to tell you, the devil is nonstop trying to destroy. And the Bible says he's come to seek and to kill and to destroy. It doesn't matter what he has to do it. He can do it through alcohol. He can try to do it through drugs. He can try to do it through any means. He can try to do it through lust. He can try to do it through a bad attitude, through temper. It doesn't matter. But whatever he can do and bring it in front of you to bring a blockage, he's going to do it. And like I said, so often we'll just look at the blockage and say, there's no way around it, but that's not true. Because there's a God that has, he is the way maker. He knows how to make a way where there is no way. In fact, our savior is called the door. He said, I am the door. 
And I want to just tell you where it doesn't look like there's a way because there's a blockage. Just remember, we're serving the door. And we know how to walk through the door. Amen. Now, there's heart blockages. And, and a blockage in the heart is blocking life. What it's actually blocking is blood. Now, what happens is plaque builds up and narrows the coronary arteries and it decreases blood flow to your heart and may cause chest pains and shortness of breath and can cause heart attacks, even death. Now the devil knows that spiritually, every person needs the blood of Jesus Christ. If you do not have the blood of Jesus Christ, then you're on a path to hell. And the devil knows, I just got to block them from getting the blood. That's why the devil does all he can to keep you out of church. That's why the devil does all he can to keep you from reading God's word. Oh yeah, that's why the devil gets your schedule. Now not all the time, but oftentimes he tries to throw your schedule upheaval so that you don't have time for God. Come on now, someone can say amen right here on that one. We get busy with life. We get busy with things. We get busy, busy, busy. And before long, we find ourselves dry. We find ourselves in a, in a place where we haven't had the refreshing of life. My father-in-law, he had a massive heart attack many years ago. Uh, the doctor said that his heart literally exploded. Gave him absolutely no hope to live. And I think he lived for about 13 years after that, something like that. But here's the thing, he had to take medicines because his heart did not pump like it used to pump. And if he was out of his medicines, it, it, it affected his ability to think. The blood wasn't getting to his brain. He could lay set of keys down and take two steps and not know where he left it. When his medicine would get right, he operated fine because the blood flow was happening like it needed to happen. The devil understands that blood carries life. Now in the natural, the blood carries oxygen from the lungs to the cells of the body. It helps with body temperature. Uh, the blood helps with the immune system. So a blockage, if, if there's a blockage, it can cause you to get uh, cold. It, it can cause you to lose your fervency when there is a spiritual blockage. Are you with me? Do you, do you understand when... when you're not praying like you ought to and you're not seeking God like you used to and, and, and you're not doing the things that you know you ought to do for God. All that is, it's like that beaver. It's just building up a blockage between you and the Lord and after a while, you become cold as they say cold and indifferent. I don't really care if I go to church. I don't really care if I pray 
I just really don't care. And after a while, that I don't care about God turns into I don't care about my wife. And after a while, it doesn't, I don't care about my husband. Then it was broadened out. I really don't care anymore because the lifeblood is gone from you. The blood of Jesus Christ is not flowing in your life. You've allowed a blockage. And then I don't care about my children. And then it can even go so far as... I don't care about me. And that's why we have an epidemic today of people committing suicide because there's been a blood loss and, and they, they're no longer in touch with the master and they're not keeping that blood flow. I want to tell you, it's important that you have a daily walk with the Lord. It's important that you have daily conversations with him. We're not fighting against uh, principalities or against uh, uh, fleshly things, but we're fighting against principalities and, and, and spiritual warfare. With that, we must be equipped to fight. And the devil says, I can fight all of it, but I can't fight the blood. Amen. I had a person call me recently, and, and they had a dynamic, uh, I, de, demonic, whew, there you go. <laughs> I washed my tongue and can't do anything with it. There you go. A demonic attack in, in his home. And I told him, I said, I, I want you to understand something. There is power in the blood. I said, walk around your house and plead the blood of Jesus Christ. There is power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. See, the devil understands that when there's a blockage, it will affect your blood pressure. It will affect when you get spiritually cold, you won't act right, you won't talk right, you won't do uh, others the way they ought to be treated, you won't live right. Why? Because there's a blockage. Simon Peter Jesus looked at him and said, Satan, Simon Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. Jesus was giving him a warning and saying, the devil's after you and he's wanting to shake you and destroy you. I'm here today, I'm not Simon Peter, but I'm Al Sims declaring to you that Satan desires to sift you and rock your world. But I'm here today to tell you, Jesus prayed for you. Jesus prayed for you. Jesus prayed for you. And the blood of Jesus Christ overcomes. See, blockages can make you sick. If you don't have blood flowing like it ought to and the blood isn't healthy, it affects your immune system. And the devil wants to bring sickness and disease on you. And, and when he does, he wants to take you out. And you might say, well, what, what could do that? See, when we cut off the blessings of God, we, we cut off our covering. Now, the Bible tells us about Aaron and his wife. And, and, and jealousy got into them. And, and his wife said, who is Moses? Who does Moses think he is? Who died and made him the big cheese? Okay. 
we can do the job just as good as him. Aaron was her husband and she probably threw a little bit of this in. Aaron, you all that in a bag of chips. Moses over there, he can't even talk right. He stutters. He has to have you even do his talking for him. And so pride got into them and God said, okay, we'll just uh, have a showdown at the OK Corral. And God said, we're gonna have a meeting. And when they met, God let leprosy come on Miriam. I, I just wanna tell you, always be careful. Now, preachers like to say this. Be, Touch not mine anointed, do my prophet no harm. I just wanna tell you, every person under the sound of my voice that's blood washed, covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, you're God's anointed. Amen? Someone needs to hear what I'm getting ready to say. We like to take matters into our own hand. I'm gonna get even with them. No, you don't have to get even with anybody. You just stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord because God has your back. God has you covered. You just live for the Lord and let God fight your, bat fight your battles for you, amen? The Bible says the battle isn't yours anyway. Moses was over there doing what God told him to do. They were attacking him. God said, I've got your back, Moses. He brought him over there. He put a case of leprosy on her and all of a sudden she had an attitude adjustment. Oh no, I shouldn't have said what I said. Come on, listen to me. What happened, thank God, God took the leprosy from her but he taught her a lesson that she needs to make sure that she doesn't block the blessings of the Lord. There's a lot of people that your tongue is blocking your blessings. A lot of people let their mouth get kicked into gear. They talk negatives all the time. Look here, if you're around people talking about other people, rebuke that. Walk away from it. Don't let people get you in the trap of talking bad about people. Look here, I don't agree with all that politicians do, but we still need to be careful of how we speak. Speak facts and quit attacking. Come on, y'all help me now. Yeah, someone clap their hand, praise the Lord. Blockages can make a person sick. Now I wanna tell you that there's another blockage. When I was in high school, I had a, a man who was a mentor of mine in church. His name was Blanchard McLean. He was a chief master sergeant in the army. Uh, he was a, a master sergeant, pardon me, in the army. Blanchard McLean was um, a burly big man. And uh, he did a lot of encouraging to me, but anyway, he served in the war and he was over at Pearl Harbor the day it was attacked. I did a term paper and, and got a 100 and I owe it to Blanchard McLean. The teacher was so mesmerized by the information I had gathered, but it came from Blanchard. And here's what he was telling me. He said, 
And, and I just want you to picture a big, burly master sergeant that couldn't hardly talk about it. Many years later, after the war, because of the things he had seen, he would cry and have to stop and wipe his eyes and blow his nose and try to gather himself to tell me more. But he said, I was out marking a football field. He, his personal opinion was that that attack was an inside job. He said that they had had to turn in all of their, even their sidearms. They had no rifles, they had no 45s. They had to turn them in. He said if the Japanese would have come in on land, they could have annihilated everyone there. We had nothing to fight with. And he said that every plane was put out from underneath the shelters and they were lined up in a row. All the Japanese had to do was come and bomb one plane after another, all in a row. But this is the part that has stuck with me. He said there was one ship that was sideways in the harbor. And this is part of why he thought it was an inside job. He said because that ship was sideways and it got disabled. It got attacked and sunk. Every other ship that was in the harbor had nowhere to go. They were sitting ducks from that point forward. And I've never forgotten the fact that he said they were blocked. I can still see as Blanchard McLean cried. He said there was men that could not go anywhere because they were blocked. They were blocked in. And I begin to think about how many souls that I have preached to. How many people that today they feel helpless because they feel like they're blocked in and there is no way out of their problem. They've been in marital problems and there's no way out. I don't have the money to get a divorce. I don't have the money for this, that, or the other. I am blocked. I, 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 I don't have proper living conditions and I'm blocked. I don't have good enough job to do better. I, I'm blocked. My health is not good and, and the doctors have told me that it's not going to get better so I am blocked. And, and it goes on and on whether it's your mental health or your physical condition. No matter what the situation is, there are those who will say, I am blocked. I can't get out. See, there were 358 Imperial Japanese aircraft that flew in at 7.58 a.m. Hawaiian time. There were eight battleships. I'm talking about eight powerful vessels that were uh, badly destroyed or, or sunk. There, there were three cruisers that were sunk or damaged and three destroyers and one mine uh, uh, sweeper and, and one training vessel. But all of them were either disabled or sunk because of a blockage. Here we are today saying that's the way it is. Or either someone can say, I've had all that I'm going to take. 
David made this declaration. Is there not a cause? We've got a giant over there. He's trying to block our freedom. He's trying to block us as a nation. He's trying to bring us under their rule. David got a chip on his shoulder and said, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. I'm not going to stay here hid away. I'm not going to run and hide. I'm not going to be under that kind of pressure. I'm going to go do something about it. I'm going to remove the blockage. I wish someone today would say there is a cause. I love my children. I'm not going to let my children grow up to be drug addicts and alcoholics. And I'm not going to let my family be broken apart by the devil. I'm not going to let my mind be tormented day after day. I'm going to remove the blockage. Someone needs to get angry. Someone needs to get an attitude. And say, today is my last day for that junk to happen. I want you to stand with me. Blockages. Do you feel blocked today? The Bible tells us in the book of Daniel, and I'm not going to go to those scriptures, Brother Roger. I'm going to stop here. But in the book of Daniel, Daniel was shown a vision, and he didn't know what the vision meant. And, and so he sought God for three weeks solid. 21 days he sought God. 21 days, no answer. 21 days, come on God. You've shown me something, but I don't understand it. I need help. 21 days. Now what most people would do is say, bump it. God don't love me. God don't love me. If he loved me, he'd answer my prayer. In other words, what you're saying is, God, I'm giving you 21 days to get it done, and if not, I'm done with you. Come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen? God, the Joneses got a new car. I deserve one. I'm giving you about a week to come up with the money. Huh? How many of you know that God's time is not our time and your time is not God's time? And here's what happened. The Bible tells us that uh, Michael, the archangel, shows up after 21 days of Daniel praying, seeking God. Michael shows up and he says, Daniel, mighty man. Daniel, I want you to hear something, bud. As soon as your voice was heard, God dispatched me to come and bring you the answer. But I encountered Satan. I had to fight the devil. I had to fight Satan to get to you. I was just 
delayed. Someone needs to hear me right now. You might have been praying for months. You might have been praying for days. And you might be saying, he hadn't said anything to me. I hadn't heard anything. He doesn't know where I'm at. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. I'm here today to tell you, there might be an angel right now fighting a spiritual warfare to get to you, but he's not going to be stopped. He might be delayed, but he's not going to be stopped. And God is never going to be late. Man, I felt that when I said that. Someone received that. God is never going to be late. He's going to show up. And when he gets there, no matter what the blockage is, it's just a matter, oh my goodness, it's just a matter of God speaking the word and it's going to be gone. You've lived through hurricanes, hurricanes, you've lived, you've lived, I've lived through hurricanes, y'all have lived through hurricanes, there you go. Some of you have lived through earthquakes. But if God has to shake the foundations of hell, today I believe he's in the shaken mood. I believe he's in the earth moving mood today to say, I'm going to remove every blockage of every person today. And here's my last thing. We're embarking on a big revival. And don't think for a second that the devil isn't going to try to block you from getting here, block you from being a part of the revival. He's going to give you terrible or try to make your day terrible so that I'm tired. I don't feel like showing up. You show up anyway. Breakthrough. So now I'm asking, is there anyone here today that will hear this? The psalmist said, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. God doesn't know where I'm at. God doesn't know my need. Listen to this. How many of you have heard the story about Zacchaeus? He was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Lord passed by that day, he said, Zacchaeus, come down, for I'm going to your house today. We learned that when we were little children. But long before Zacchaeus climbed up that tree, God let some seeds sprout. And he let a tree grow and let it get stout enough that Zacchaeus could climb up that tree. The disciples needed money for paying their taxes. Jesus said, go fish. And when you fish, open up the fish's mouth and there'll be money in it, go pay the taxes. But long before they went fishing, God let mama fish and daddy fish get together and said you're gonna have a little baby little baby's got a job that I need for it to do 
someone is going to drop some money in the water and I need that fish to go I need your little fish baby to go pick up that and and that fish was big enough to house that coin in its mouth and get caught keep the coin in its mouth I'm just here today to tell you that God doesn't do things by accident God has a plan for you and the devil's trying to block you but today is your day of freedom in Jesus name would you look at me? I, I want everyone to gather in. This, uh, I, I just need everyone to gather in. It, unless you have to leave, please don't leave. Unless you've got to go to work. The buffet line can wait for just a moment. Come on. I rebuke every blockage. I rebuke every blockage. I rebuke every blockage. I feel like I'm speaking to someone that will relate to this. But I went through a period of time in my life. I, I, was, I, I was just battling I wanted to read the Bible, but I couldn't even, I couldn't even concentrate on the Bible. I wanted to pray, just being honest with you. I was just going through so much mental anguish. I couldn't pray like I needed to pray. I was fighting. And I feel like that there's someone here today that needs to hear that, that the blockage doesn't have to stay today. The Bible says, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. You're free. Will you accept your freedom? Right now, would you open up and receive it? Now, I want you to look inward, just a moment. Everyone look inward. There might be some blockages your dearest family member doesn't know about. There might be some blockages that your closest friend don't have a clue that you're you're battling but you, you you're tired of having it today in Jesus name the blockages are going to fall now here's the last thing a beaver's dam generally last somewhere around 10 years. So they build it pretty sturdy, but it's about a 10 year project or 10 year stability, 10 years. So you might say, well, I've got 10 years of this junk. Nope, nope. Because there's something that God sent. He sent the power of the Holy Spirit. And he said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you now that word power means dunamis it comes from dunamis the Greek word which is where we get dynamite so right now I want you to say great day I've got dynamite 
I don't have to look at this dam. I don't have to accept it because there's dynamite in me. Are you ready? I want you to declare, I want you to make a statement. I want you to declare that your blockage is going to be blown up and removed, that you no longer deal with it from the 26th day of May forward. Are you ready? Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and ask the Lord. While they're singing, I want you to start declaring it. Go ahead. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.